I got this. I got this. How many times have you said that, and then you found out that you were wrong? You didn't have it. Rockville Radio 7.77 is on the web. Each podcast we bring you interviews and music with a goal of lifting up the name above all names, Jesus, the rock of our salvation. Straight from the Rockville Radio 7.77 studio here in Southern California. Well, that's a pretty popular saying. That's a pretty popular thing for a lot of people to do. They get get to the point where they just say, I, I, I got this. I got this. No, no, I got this. And then they find out later on, no, <laughs> uh, it, they were wrong. They were wrong. I've done that. I've done that. Have you done that? Have you been in a situation where you, where you thought you had something under control only to find out later that wasn't the case? Um, yeah, it's, um, pre- it can be pretty embarrassing. It can be pretty embarrassing. Uh, David, uh, King David in the Bible, there have uh, been other people who have been there, I'm sure, but I, the example that we're going to talk about today is from 1 Chronicles chapter 13, and it involves David when he decided to move the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant, the, the piece of furniture that you may have seen in, from the movie. Um, of course, it's not really from the movie, it's from the Bible, but the movie the Raiders of the Lost Ark popularized it back many years ago. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Lord, I want to confess that I, I don't have this. Uh, I can't make this happen, and we can never make anything happen. So I'm just asking you, Lord Jesus, that you help me with this podcast today, and that those who listen, that um, the listener would be able to gain um, a knowledge of what you want to say about how to handle life and how to do things your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, we need to do things God's way. Uh, there's lots of people who will tell us the way to do things, your relatives, your friends, uh, well-meaning neighbors, co-workers, TV, the internet, Hollywood. But the only one who can really tell you how to do anything successfully is God. And so, back to what we were talking about, David decides that he wants to move the Ark of the Covenant, but he doesn't ask for help. He figures that he's got it. I've got this. I've got this. Yeah, I've got this. And so, he gets a cart, has the uh, Ark put on a cart. And a couple of guys, one, one was Uzza, the other guy was Ohio, and uh, not Ohio, but Ohio. Maybe he was from Ohio, I don't know. But anyway, they were the ones responsible to guide the cart. The problem is, that's not. There were some instructions written down for David and for anyone, the Word of God. And they could find the exact instructions for the ark, how the ark was supposed to be handled. You know, I, I have a bad habit of not reading the instructions. I learned that when I was a kid because when I used to put together plastic models with the glue, I never really read the instructions. I just would glue it together 
and then I'd have all these pieces left over afterwards. Now you have, now you have the internet. You can watch YouTube. People explain to you how to do things. Step by step, they've got the camera right there. And you can kind of look and see. And it sure makes your life a whole lot easier when you do that. When, you're, when you look at maybe a YouTube video, rather than try to struggle through it and reinvent the wheel yourself. David puts these two guys in a very dangerous situation because Exodus 25, at the beginning, at farther back in the Bible and farther back in time, 25.14 says this, And you shall put the poles into the rings of the sides of the ark to carry the ark with them. The poles shall remain in the rings of the ark. They shall not be removed from it. So apparently David didn't feel it was important to check the instructions. Um, I know what to do. I got this. I got this. Uh, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just put it on a cart. We'll, we'll move it. It's no big deal. And so they start moving it. And, uh, you know, when you think you've got it all figured out, when you're not doing things God's way, he has a way of interrupting you. And so, as they're moving it, in 1 Chronicles 13, 8, they're actually celebrating. They're having a good time, and they're moving it. They're playing some music. It's getting kind of loud. And then, all of a sudden, something happens to put a damper on the party. And it, just, and it says right there in 13, 1 Chronicles 13, 8, And David and all Israel were celebrating before God with all their might, even with the songs and with lyres, harps, tambourines, cymbals, and with trumpets. When they came to the threshing floor of Chidon, or Chidon, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark because the oxen nearly upset it. And the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, so he struck him down because he put out his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. Then David became angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah, and he called the place Perez-Uzzah to this day, and David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring the ark of God home to me? Uzzah dies because it says in Exodus 25, as we looked at a moment ago, And you shall put the poles into the rings of the sides of the ark to carry the ark with them. The poles shall remain in the rings of the ark. They shall not be removed from it. In other words, you could not put your hands on that ark. You had to put your hands on the poles, which were in rings, which held up the ark. That's the only way you could move the ark. And so that was God's way. That was his way. It wasn't David's way. And it cost Uzzah his life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and turn away from evil, and it will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. God says, Trust Him with all of your heart, 
don't lean on yourself. Don't lean on your understanding of the situations. Don't try to figure them out your way. Don't try to do things your way. Do things His way. Right now, whatever you might be dealing with, whatever I'm dealing with, the only real way to do things is to trust God. Not to try to figure out a way to make everything work the way I want it to work, like David did. He tried to make it all work the way he wanted to make it work. It led to the death of this guy. It was a massive failure. If David had practiced what it said, what it says in what the Bible says in James, James chapter 1 5 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. I'm, I'm guilty of being the double-minded man. I am guilty of that. I'm guilty of asking and then doubting. I'm guilty of not asking. I'm guilty of both. And uh, the wisest thing to do is to ask God everything. Somebody might be saying right now, everything, everything, everything. There's no way to get anything wrong if you do it God's way. If we do things God's way, it will come out it will come out according to his plan to his purpose we may not understand it as as we just read proverbs 3 5 and 6 says that but if we do trust him and we do acknowledge him he will direct us in the way that is best we see this that finally david comes to that conclusion in a couple of chapters down the road here in 1 Chronicles 15, 13, David makes this little speech right here. He says, because you did not carry it at the first, the Lord our God made an outburst on us, for we did not seek him according to the ordinance. So the priests and the Levites consecrated themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord, God of Israel. And the sons of the Levites carried the ark of God on their shoulders with the poles thereon, as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord. David, at this point, is doing exactly what James said. He's asking for wisdom. And so, we must be willing to do the same thing. We must be willing to humbly come to the Lord and ask Him how to do things His way. God reminds us in Isaiah, 55, 8, and 9, where it says, where he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's way of doing things may not always make sense to us but that's because he is above us. He is beyond us. We are finite and he is infinite. And that's why we can trust him. He is the true source of wisdom and knowledge. He's the true source of everything. 
Romans 11.33 tells us, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable His judgments and His paths beyond tracing out! Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay Him? For from Him and through Him and to Him all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. God knows the answers. I always think about um, one of my favorite people in history is George Washington Carver. Peanut butter. George Washington Carver invented peanut butter. But he didn't just invent that. He invented a lot of things. 300. I think it's 300 is the number that he actually invented 300 different products he discovered from the peanut. Now, how did he discover that? Well, if you go and you read his biography, yes, he did discover those things in a laboratory. I think it was at Tuskegee Institute, which is now, I think, Tuskegee University down in Alabama. And, but I don't know if it was there or before there, but at, that is the place where he did end up as a teacher, as a professor. The story goes that he was out in the woods one day, and he was a very, very curious person. Uh, inquisitive. The word is inquisitive. George Washington Carver was a very inquisitive man. He wanted to know about the universe. He wanted to know about plants in particular. And he wanted to know about the peanut. He asked God, God, why did you invent the peanut? And the Lord told him. He told him to take it apart and to look at the elements that made it up. And in the process of doing that, he discovered 300 different products that about, I'm, I'm not exactly, I might not be getting that number exactly right, but it's somewhere around that number. One of those products was peanut butter, something that everybody loves. And um, he revolutionized the economy of the South at that time, which at that time they were struggling with the crop rotation issue and the depletion of the soil and planting the same crops over and over again. Cotton, I think, was one of them. But when he introduced the peanut and, he, and discovered all these different products and, and that became popular, that increased the number of crop, different kinds of plants that they could rotate in the crop rotation, which helped their economy. But it also did something that those of us who love toast in the morning <laughs> with the peanut butter um, are grateful for. Not just that, but the other things that he invented from there. But it all came, like I said, because he was able to get on his knees. He, was, he humbled himself and asked the Lord about something that he was curious about, and God gave him the answer. And from that, um, it's one, just one of the reasons, not the only reason, but that is one of the reasons that he is one of the most famous um, scientists that we've ever had in this country. Why don't you ask God about the things that you don't know? Why don't you ask him to help you live your life? None of us know, without God's help, none of us know how to live our lives even. We don't even know why we're here. 
fully. We can know part of that. But each of us has a purpose in life. We can only find that in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you'll pray with me right now, he'll do that for you. He will help you find answers to your questions. Lord Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want to surrender my life to you. I want you to be my Savior. I want you to guide and direct my life. I want you to answer my questions. I want to do things your way. I'm tired of failing. I'm tired of hitting my head um, against the bricks over and over again, unable to find answers and unable to find direction. You have the answers. I can come to you. I can avoid the mistakes that David made, and I can find the answers by simply following what your word says, which is to ask you, to seek you, and to knock on the doors, and to know that you will open those doors. You will give me answers to the questions, Lord. You may not answer every question I have, but you will answer the ones that I need to know. In Jesus' name, amen.